Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of The Daily Stand-Up. My name is Lee Henson, president and founder of Agile Dad, and without any further ado, let's get started. This week, our focus is going to be on something called the official Agile Dad 12-step Agile program. Now, even though I have a background in psychology, I want to start by saying this 12-step program is in no way meant to belabor, belittle, or offend anyone who's ever participated in a 12-step program. It's just a 12-step approach that will help you and your organization determine if Agile is a good fit and whether or not you're trying to take on Agile for the right reasons. There are many organizations who struggle with their Agile implementation because they dive in headfirst and they just don't have their head around what they're getting themselves into or they have unrealistic expectations. So I thought this guide might be a good step. So what we'll do is uh, today we're going to cover the first three steps and then over the course of the week we're going to go through all 12. So the first step in the 12-step program, well before I do that I might as well remind you these steps don't have to be done in order. So you could do these in any order, although they do work best if you do them in the order prescribed. You know, you can do them in any order and they will work just fine. The second thing is it's not all or nothing. So uh, if your organization is trying to implement Agile and they're saying, hey, I need a list of everything I need to do, this is a good list to get you started, but it's not an all or nothing perspective. So it's not something where you have to just do all of these things in order to be Agile. So with that being the case, let's dive in. The first item is uh, when you're dealing with trying to make the decision to go Agile, the very first thing you should try to tackle is admit that you have a problem that you're trying to solve and disclose why you selected the implementation of Agile to help you solve the problem. You'd be surprised how many times we walk into organizations and they say, we've made a conscious decision as a leadership team that we're going to go Agile. And I'm like, that's great, so tell me more about it. Why did you choose Agile? And they say, because we want to do twice the work in half the time. Or we want to increase our productivity by 1,500%. Not only is this a fallacy, but what we've discovered is that organizations who don't really have their head around what goal they're trying to achieve when they're doing Agile, if they don't come in first with some type of vision around what Agile is supposed to do, and perhaps even with counseling from a strong Agile coach, what we've discovered is that organizations really struggle to implement Agile because the people on the ground don't necessarily have clear expectations and the people who are at the top uh, feel like Agile is going to be a red pill, blue pill, one size fits all generic solution that's going to bring them to the promised land. And while Agile does help provide higher quality products and services and things that your consumers would actually want, the one thing it doesn't do is it, it's not a one single solution type thing. And I think that many organizations just really still don't have their head around that conceptually. I think it's a great first step to decide that you're going to implement Agile, but not without trying to understand, hey, you know, we want to uh, be better to our consumers, or we want to open up the market space, or we want to provide a higher quality product or service, or we want to release more often. You know, there's tons of reasons and tons of problems that you could be trying to solve, but I think getting your head around what your main objective is is probably the key here. And oftentimes I recommend that leadership use the GROW model to figure this out, which leads me into number two. Number two is setting clear management and executive level expectations and establish a clear Agile vision. 
So a lot of times when I go and I have this conversation around number one and number two together, I often start with, what's our goal? Where, what are we trying to achieve? Where are we trying to take this? And then we'll measure what's your reality. And we'll do this by doing direct observation. We have some mind maps that we use. Uh, some, some organizations even use a health, agility health radar type system. You know, all of these are great tools that are going to help you understand exactly where you are today. Then comes the big question. What are our opportunities? What are our options? What type of things can we tackle? What type of things do we want to address first? And then what will we commit to do? And once we make that decision about what steps we commit to take, then and only then should we try to put together a clear, agile vision. I mean, without a clear vision of where we're heading and who's involved, you know, we're just lost. And we got a lot of bandwidth that we need to deal with, and we got a lot of things that we need to tackle. So I think it's just incredibly important for us to have our head around that vision and understand that strategy and just kind of dive in and say, okay. And I think the best tool that I've ever seen for this is uh, comes from Jeffrey Moore in his book, Crossing a Chasm. He talks about an elevator pitch. Now, this is something that my friends at Shark Tank say uh, is the most difficult thing for people to do when they go onto the show. And when you're doing it for a product or service, you might say, for our target customer who is suffering from this problem, our product or service is this type of product or service that provides this key benefit or compelling reason to buy it. Unlike our competitor's product or service, our product or service is different here, or it's applied where. And I think that that's a great starting point because it answers all the who, what, where, when, why, and how. I know there's a lot of meat there, but I think that same product or service vision statement could be applied to our Agile vision statement. You know, there's no reason why we can't use a similar template to get to where we need to be and to discover what our Agile vision is and what we're trying to do and how it's going to impact us as an organization and how it's going to impact our end consumers. I think that uh, we need to take all those things into consideration. And the last one uh, for today, number three, is we want to identify and establish a clear distinction and title of every Agile role. Now, I know this sounds silly, but I've been in organizations where they have, you know, so many different names for things. You know, for example, uh, I was talking to one manager, and I'll never forget it. He says, yeah, he says, we're, we're doing the Agile. We, we got the Agile down. And he says, we have that same, that, that 15-minute meeting, we do it for at least 45 minutes every day. And we've, you know, we've, we've gotten a coordination across all of our roles, and I'm sitting here listening. And this is the part that threw me. He says, we've got coordination across all our roles. He says, all of our project managers, program managers, development managers, solutions managers, project managers, you know, we, we all work together and dig in and, and try to have coordination. And I sat here and thought to myself, you know, what are the difference between those? You know, because it seemed like there was a lot of confusion. He says, well, he says, it's hard to understand until you get everybody together. He says, once we get our product owners and our product managers and our product line managers and our product liaisons and our business analysts together to have a conversation, you know, then you'll more clearly understand. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, how could there be so many different titles and so many different roles? You know, it didn't surprise me that people on the ground didn't even know what their role is, much less, you know, okay, that's my title. Great. What's my role and what should I be doing? And, uh, you know, when people know what their true role is and they're willing to embrace what they should be doing, 
Agile becomes just so much easier. It's just an easier thing to do. And I find that organizations are still struggling getting their head around this. And I think the key is that too many people who are in a leadership position are struggling by saying, you know, well, this definition in a book of a business analyst isn't exactly what our BA does. So I'm not going to go with this because I don't believe that they're talking about something different. You know, they're not talking about a business analyst. I know what a business analyst is. And I think that the struggle is that instead of trying to compare role to role, I think what the intent of a lot of the teaching is, is that you look for people who fulfill these sets of responsibilities. And I don't care if you call them a business analyst, a functional analyst, a solutions analyst, or gummy bear number 86. All I want to know is does this person, or is there a person, that fulfills this set of responsibilities? And if so, what do you call them in your organization? Don't worry about trying to tie roll to roll. Don't worry about trying to tie. Just make sure you got coverage. And the interesting thing is on each product or each service that you offer, what you're going to discover is that different people with different titles will step in and fill those roles based on their skill sets, their talents, based on uh, prior experience, based on what they know about the product or service. So I suppose what I'm trying to say here is these top three are probably the most critical for you to begin your journey. You have to understand what problem you're trying to solve and why did your organization choose Agile? What is your end game? You need to understand and set leadership and executive expectations by establishing an Agile vision. Use the theory of a press press release and get it out there. And then finally for three, make sure you identify all the different responsibilities that need to be covered. And then make sure that you have a clear distinction of every Agile role and what those roles should be responsible for within your organization in order to have Agile success. Well, that's enough for today. I hope you all learned a lot. And as always, we encourage you to tune in to the Agile Dab website and to the the broadcast for the rest of the week. We have a lot of good episodes where we're going to cover the remainder of the 12 steps. So until next time, stay healthy, stay well, and stay Agile, my friends. Do take care.